0: according to St. John chapter 4, beginning at verse 5. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well it was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water and Jesus said to her, give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask me for a drink? A woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus said to her, Go and call your husband and come back. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You're right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you know I have is not your husband. What you said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know, we worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit, and in truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming who is called the Christ. When he comes he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who he is speaking to you. Just then the disciples came and they were astonished that he was speaking with a woman. But no one said, do you want or why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jar and went back to the city. She said to the people, come and see, a man who told me everything I've ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? They left the city and were on their way to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to him, I'm sure no one has brought him something to eat. Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete his works. Do you not say four months more and comes the harvest? But I tell you, look around and see the fields are ripe for harvesting. The reaper is already receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper may rejoice together. For here the same holds true, one sows and another reaps. I send you to reap that for which you did not labour. Others have laboured and you have entered into their labour. Many Samaritans from that city believed in him because of the woman's testimony he told me everything i've ever done so that many samaritans came to him and they asked him to stay with them and he stayed there for two days and many more believed because of his word they said to the woman it's no longer because of what you said that we believe for we have heard for ourselves and we know that this is truly the savior of the world This is the Gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
0: May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Morris, thank you for your invitation. Paddy, thank you for your welcome back. Uh, This was a happy place for me, and uh, I, um, I hope it will be a happy place for all of you. It's not that it's challenges, uh, but it can be a real place of blessing. And I've always appreciated the great hospitality uh, that uh, we receive when we come here. So I wonder, are there any I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out Of Here fans <laughs> <laughs> present this evening? There are loads of things that I really enjoy about that programme. I don't know about you all the gross things that celebrities have to eat. I'll never forget Sir Mo Farah when he was eating Amy, and that was his dinner. That wasn't a trial. The trials are quite horrific. Snakes and creepy crawlies, mice or rats, bits of things that celebrities might uh, be totally frightened of or just grossed out about. But what I like watching the programme for are the relationships amongst the group. I love seeing who asserts themselves, Who takes on a servant role and uh, picks up the wood uh, and empties the toilet bucket? Who hops and gets on like a ten-year-old? Who's the drama or king or queen? It's very entertaining, sometimes rude and not worth watching. And sometimes the relationships really break down and the whole atmosphere uh, becomes uh, affected. Our gospel reading tonight is about different relationships the relationship between Jews and Samaritans, the relationship between Jesus and this woman, and people's relationship with the Lord Jesus. In the next 10 minutes, we're going to focus on those three relationships. So first, the relationship between Jews and Samaritans. In verse 9, John explains to us that Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Although Jews and Samaritans both worship Yahweh, Samaritans were viewed with great suspicion by Jews. 700 years earlier, Assyria had uh, organized a population exchange between Israel and Samaria. And Samaritans and Jews remained long-standing enemies. But here is Jesus entering into a conversation with one who would be considered his enemy. I wonder how quick we are enter into conversations with those we regard as our enemies, those who might oppose us. Jesus does not compromise with truth. He says salvation comes from the Jews. Yet he reaches out to this Samaritan woman and breaks down some prejudice. Prejudice is an ongoing human problem. The Bible is full of references to the issue. It's very straightforward in explaining why Division exists and how Jesus came to sort this out. In creation, God made us in his own image. Every person of every race and background has equal value, dignity, and worth. But there was the fall. Sin has separated us not just from God but from other people. Yet through the cross, we can reconcile to God and one another. Division and prejudice are dark places. But the good news is that Jesus invades and overcomes the darkness. Everyone is made in God's image. They matter to him. So despite our differences, every man, every woman should matter to us. I read a book a number of years ago for a course that I was teaching. Uh, by Ken Sands called The Peacemaker and in that book he uh, says that we need to focus on God and not our prejudices or our conflicts. Sands argues that when God is our focus and not any conflict we actually seek to encounter and glorify him in everything because it is only by focusing on God that we be able to live at peace with everyone. Secondly, the relationship between Jesus and this particular woman. Against the social convention of that time, Jesus has this public conversation with a woman. In verse 27 we read that disciples were just, just uh, really surprised to see Jesus speaking with a woman. Theologian Jane Williams describes Jesus' conversation as full of warmth and humor, yet everything he says has a serious point. Jane suggests that the woman is superficially flirtatious, cheeky, brave and vulnerable. And much has been said about the fact that she goes out to get her water at midday, suggesting that she's been rejected by her own people. Jesus highlights her history of broken relationships. In verse 18 we read, you've had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. Again, Jesus does not compromise on truth, but neither does he condemn or reject her. She matters to the Lord Jesus. We too are people with a past, people with a history. People like her, people like us, people with a past, often live in fear of being found out. It's not just the fear that another will know the truth about us, the facts about us but they will do so without ever really knowing us. We all thirst to be known at a deep, intimate level. We all want to pour out our lives to one who knows us. And this is exactly what Jesus is asking the woman to do when he says, give me a drink. It's the invitation to let herself be known, an invitation to drink from a new well. The Samaritan woman has been drinking from the man after man well. For others, it's the well of perfectionism. Some go to the well of hiding, of isolation. Others will draw from the well of power and control. Others thirsting for approval drink from the well of people pleasing. Many will drink from wells of addiction. Many others live at the well of busyness and denial. We probably could all name our own wells, couldn't we? Day after day, we go to the same well to drink. We arrive hoping our thirst will be quenched. Marriage was the well this woman was hoping for, until she met Jesus. Jesus is the well that washes us clean of our past. He is the well from which new life and new possibilities spring. He's the well that frees us from patterns and habits that keep us living as thirsty people. That's the well the Samaritan woman found. She intended to go to the same old well she'd gone to for years. The well that her ancestors and their flocks drank from. Today is different. Jesus holds two realities of her life before her. The reality of what is and the reality of what might be. He brings her past to life. You have five husbands. It's not a statement of condemnation but simply a statement of what is. He tells her everything she's ever done but it doesn't end there. Jesus is more interested in her future than her past. He wants to satisfy her thirst more than judge her history. Jesus knows her. He sees a woman dying of thirst to be loved accepted, included, forgiven, to be known. Her thirst will never be quenched by the external wells of this life, and neither will ours. Jesus said, so I don't know if you noticed that in verses 13 and 14, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. This is the living water of new possibilities and freedom from the past. This living water is the Holy Spirit who became in the Samaritan woman a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. She discovered within herself this interior well, left her water jar behind and became the well in which Christ's life flowed out to others. Which leads us to our third and final relationship between people and Jesus. The Lord Jesus came to quench our thirst for acceptance, for relationship. A thirst that's only quenched by drinking the water of life with the Lord Jesus, which the Lord Jesus will give to everyone who believes in him. When the Holy Spirit comes to live within you, he becomes a permanent spring of overflowing water throughout your life into eternity. Jesus is pointing to a very personal relationship with God. Verse 24, we are to worship in spirit and in truth. The Greek word translated worship means to go down on our knees, to draw close in an intimate relationship of love. It's a relationship that we're not to keep to ourselves. However, the Samaritan woman went to her community said, come and see. People who had rejected her now listened to her and they come to Jesus like this Samaritan woman. We are to say, come and see. There's great power in our personal testimony. Verse 39, many of the Samaritans from that time believed in Jesus because of the woman's testimony. Verse 41, and many more believed because of Jesus' words. Verse 42, her simple invitation, telling her story, led to the whole time coming to the conclusion that Jesus really is the savior of the world. Let's not neglect speaking about him, even with people who might reject us, because the Holy Spirit, that well of life within us empowers and enables us to speak when we ask him. I wonder when the last time was you spoke about your relationship with jesus the savior of the world to another person when did you last say come and see when was the last time you invited someone to go to church with you invited someone to meet with jesus through reading scripture with them that's my challenge i want to leave with all of you this evening and uh, trust that god will bring some life giving water to each one of us from his marriage. Um. <laughs>